This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, it's that time again. It's ShrimpNet, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust. Thank you for listening or watching on the Tinterweb. I have to say watching because loads of people now telling me that they watch it on YouTube. So, uh, you know, all my all my ticks of picking my nose and stuff like that, people can see that. But then I'm just telling people who can't see it. So there you go. Uh, this week, uh, the real world has actually got in the way of this humble podcast. So uh, joining the Chuckle Brothers today, uh, we have one guest rather than the usual two Nobody was available from the board, as they're all, on the rare occasions, they're all busy doing other things, which is fair enough. But we feel we've more than compensated for that by giving the floor to our crazy custodian, Connor Ripley. Welcome, Connor. Cheers, guys. You're right. Yeah, not so bad. Um, so, first of all, let's start Start as we mean to go on. It, obviously, um, family family stuff got in the way last week and you couldn't make it. Uh, so the first question I was going to ask you this week was, what happened with Alfie May against Cheltenham? <laughs> um, no, it was a bit. Of, it was a crazy one, wasn't it? I mean, the way he was acting, he was just winding me up a little bit. So I could just see him going around Jacob trying to get that ball, and he was like, just wasn't leaving him on. And I'll get he was down, but for God's sake, just you know, just get on with it. But he, he was. In, oh, can't say politely he was pissing me off to be honest so I just so I just decided to pick him up and just say right piss off do me <laughs> but he, he, came and, he came and whispered something in your ear didn't he after you'd put him down yeah yeah he did he, he came that's, that's not repeatable then is it <laughs> uh, no you can say I'll, I'll just say I, won't, I just won't tell you what I, I won't say the swear words he just came up to me and said you do that again I'm going to bite you Cheek off, and I was just like, I was like, all right, then. <laughs> I was like, was then he came back for seconds, didn't he? And said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely smash you. And I, and I just looked at him, and said, I'll give you one chance, I'll give you one chance to. <laughs> so that, that's when, if you if you remember, I, I wasted time, yeah. And I had the ball, I had the ball in my feet, and I was waiting for him to come to me, and I got. <laughs> About a yard away from me, so I picked it up and I said, "That was your, that was your chance. That was your chance to." And then he just ran out. I got sub ten minutes after. What what cracked what cracked me up was that the fact that, like I say, J- J- Jacob Beddo was looking at him like he was like, "Go away, go away," like a fly or a wasp. He was like, "Go, go away, go away," and you wandered across, picked him up, moved him. But then when it all died down, you were. About- you were taking the free kick and you turned around and faced the home stand and was just laughing your head off. You were just laughing. You were just trotting back to the ball like... It's just genius. You get, you get them funny times. Like There's times on the pitch where you can just... All you could do is laugh. So, like, when that happened, you know, it was a funny situation. I don't normally go out, go around picking up men and moving them to be fair, but... Are we, he, are we he, allowed to say midgets? <laughs> no, I don't think 
right as well. That's why I stuck with men. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just picked. I just. I don't normally go around picking people up and moving them, but he was just annoying me, and he he deserved it. So I, had to, I just had to do it. <laughs> It was, was, it, was, I don't it was all over Facebook, wasn't it, Joel? Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure you might have seen a bit of it. There's uh, people having a lot of fun on social media about it. But I thought, I thought Jacob wasn't even being that annoying because sometimes people can be very, very annoying with time wasting. But he just gone over to pick the ball up. He hadn't dropped it or anything. He no. was just trying. He, he just knew. Alfie just knew that that Jacob would have took his time a little bit longer by holding on to the ball, passing me the ball, but. Like him running over, getting the ball, he would have probably got the ball. He would have ran to to the six yard box and put the ball down, and I would have just moved the ball the other side to where it was. <laughs> but it was like, just don't bother. Oh dear. It was uh, it was it was a quality moment, but importantly, obviously, um, he 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 scored the equaliser with their only shot on target that day. We had. It was a bit of a. It was a strange game that one because, and we said it last week, and the fact that both sides, both sides scored goals from the opposition set pieces. They broke away. We scored the winning goal from their, you know, Kieran scored the winning goal from their set piece, and they scored from our set piece. And it was a strange sort of game. But they looked, they looked a bit better side than uh, than Burton or Accrington. They looked quite composed at one point, didn't they? It was a tricky yeah. game. Yeah, the, it was kind of more of. Um... It wasn't as as exciting as the other games, but the only thing was is that we 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 knew they had that sort of quality to to that little pass that they've got, and they they they, they produced it really. And, and Cooney Cooney was just on the wrong side of the ball, and and he and he, it was a great pass and <laughs> and fair play to Alfie. He, he he buried it in the bottom corner. The only annoying thing for me, I I. I read, I knew where he was going, and I, but I wasn't expecting him to hit it that hard, to be honest. Because yeah. normally they try, they try and press it around you, and he's proper gold of it. So fair play to him. It was a good goal, but we we showed resilience and and we we showed some character again. And I think that's what's been building over the the past few games that we've been showing that we're not we're not a team that's just gonna going to lie down and, and, and take it so we've we've just literally we done we've done really well over the past few games it's annoying that we couldn't go to Cambridge and carry on the momentum but we are hoping that we can do it on a Saturday against Port Vale it's what, a strange what was it like in, sorry, sorry just, yeah what was it like in the change rooms at half time it's gentlemen because obviously I think we've we've had setbacks before. I think when when teams have come back into it before, we've gotten that goal ahead, gotten that second goal ahead, and that's kind of been a bit of an issue this season. But I think in that first half overall, we played really, really well. And obviously, Kieran's had that really good overhead kick that was saved, and there's been a couple of other decent chances. And then we have that setback right before half time. But what was great coming just watching from the outside in the second half, it didn't really look like the mindset had changed. It, it felt very much like, all right, oh crap, they scored. Well, well, let's go again. Went at him for another ten minutes and got a goal. So, what what was the kind of mood in the changing room then? I think it's one of those ones where, if 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 we played that game in the first five games of the season, we we would have capitulated. We wouldn't have been able to have coped going 
in uh, like that was it one nil or one one? I can't even remember. It, I, it, was, I, it was one one, but we dominated. One, one, but, it, but we dominated. Yeah, we dominated. But what what it was is that normally we'd have been like oh, all that work for nothing. But when we realised, like, we would have been happy coming in at nil nil. But it's it's all it's it's just a different scoreline of one one. You're still drawing, but. We've come in, we, and you know what? The difference you, you, I can't really, the difference from the first 10, 10 games or t- 10 to 11 games to the last, to these past few other, I don't know, 30, 14 games is that we have literally gelled as a team and we've realised that we are actually a very good team and, and, and we don't need to be bothered by team scoring or if we're down or if they've just uh, got a goal back. And it's not, it's one of those ones where we don't have to be worried about it. And we came in at half time and we were thinking, right, here's what it is. We've absolutely battered them. We know that we can go out at the second half and, and carry on doing what we're doing and we should, we should win. And, and you know what? Like I said, it just showed a bit of character about the boys and, 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 we, uh, and we got the win. And it, it was, like you say, quite annoying, really. Um, unfortunate set of circumstances with the high winds uh, ripping sort of like bits of the roof off at Cambridge. And obviously it was decided fairly early uh, that that wasn't going to go ahead. Um, and uh, the gap... I'm, would be... sure, I'm sure there's something more to that. Oh, go on, go on. Yeah, well, I... just, you reckon because they haven't got any signings in? I, I, I'm, I, I'm sure on. of that. Come on, this is why we've got you on. Tell us what you think. <laughs> you don't try and get him in trouble. No, no, I'm not trying to get him in trouble. I know Connor, Connor knows what he's saying, so, you know. No, no, it's just me. I'm, I'll get myself into trouble, not him. <laughs> but the way I looked at it, well, I looked at the damage. There was only a bit of the roof missing. Surely that could have been replaced and, and fixed. But I'm sure that Cambridge are looking at us and thinking, Jesus, they they just won three on the bounce. The tails are up. We're struggling. We don't really want this. And that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And I just feel like they, they were just a bit like, this isn't the right time to play Morecambe. And we have an excuse now not to play him. That's my... And that's pretty much most of the opinion of most of the lads in the, uh, in the dressing room. And that shows as well that we have now got that belief that teams are starting to be a bit worried about us. Yeah, could be right. Yeah, that sense of backing yourself. And I think, yeah, we, we, we've seen that in the last few games, really, haven't you? You know, coming back from Chel- against Cheltenham and then the relentlessness against Burton Albion just to keep going at them and then being able to hold hold on over the second half against Accrington. You know, it really does seem like there is that team spirit building. But, yeah, just with... Uh, Cambridge, though, I suppose the one other blessing is maybe we, we didn't have Phillips. We're not sure if we would have had Cole. So, yeah, maybe. it's you yeah. to the forward, Connor. <laughs> yeah, After, like I said, well, I, I'd, do, I'd do a bloody good job up there. I think <laughs> one would move about like I could pin a few people and, and lay it off. <laughs> fair, that's what we need. If Cole's injured, to be fair, we just need someone to go up there, pin it, lay it off. Need, now we've got we uh, Smithy in goal and the new up front. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I'd do a job. I think I'd do a Caleb job. Watts, Caleb, what's buzzing around you, running in behind? Be a dream pair. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, you could you could practice what you've already uh, already started with Alfie Bain. You could pick Caleb up at corners and get him up for headers. <laughs> now, just to be, just to play devil's advocate for a minute, I'm just looking at the pictures of um, the Cambridge stand. Uh, you're quite right; it, it did look like only one piece. It was a rather big piece, but uh, having having done commentary from that stand. It is a sort of 1950s, sort of early yeah. 1960s stand, and the roof is asbestos, and you need a specialist company to either repair or work with it because they need they need scaffolding, health and safety, blah blah blah. So I know there's a lot going on because you can't even a, even a asbestos roof on a garage roof. Say it was your garage from a 1930s house, you can't touch it. You've got to get a specialist company in. So maybe that is I'm you know I'm not suggesting it isn't it. No, I, I, you know. The, the, that's just my. I mean, if Chelsea were coming to there on, in a, on an FA Cup night, oh, I'm guaranteed yeah. guarantee be going ahead. Oh yeah, they'd have got it on without a yeah. shadow of that, and that's no. a, that is a fair point. But so, so definitely that. So the the gaffer being the gaffer, uh, he he said to you, uh, right, scrap training Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just uh, go and have a nice weekend, lads, did he? Yeah, of course he did. He said, get yourselves off. Full. <laughs> <laughs> All expenses paid. He said, "I'm paying for you." Now, uh, you, know, you, know, you know, you know, you know, the gaffer listens to this. So, do you want yeah. to tell me the truth now? I'm, I'm waiting for him to. I'm waiting for him to pull me now. <laughs> uh, no, he, you know what? He was all right. He, he, we found out Friday. We yeah. found out Friday after training, and he said, "Right, come in Saturday, off Sunday, in Monday." And and you know what? It was fine. I, we 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 can't have too many days off. You know what I mean. We can't have continuous days off. So it's it was fine. It, we we got in. We had a good session, and then and then we had the the uh, day off on Sunday. To spend with our family. So it wasn't wasn't too bad. And then then obviously, uh, as Joel's already said, we were probably short. Sad sad news with Kieran. Uh, having to go back for for treatment at Huddersfield, but it's the right decision for him as a young man with his career ahead of him. But um, I want to chat a little bit about Kieran because he's made a, a big impact uh, both on and off the field, uh, and he, he will be missed, won't he? Yeah, he's, he he was a top lad as well. You know, on and on and off the pitch, he was he was a great lad, and um, he will be missed because he's he he was getting into his stride. You know, he, he was starting to score goals. He was starting to really link up really well with with Cole and and the and the other players around him unfortunately as you, you know football football can be cruel sometimes and uh, it was just a freak just a little it was like a freak uh, injury really he, the ball was in between him and Gibbo and they both went up with the legs high and, and next thing you know he snapped his hamstring so yeah. he's uh it was all. It was really. It was nasty to see actually, because you you, you kind of knew as well. You can't. You, you you could see how he went down, and he and then he you know he started crying, and, and you just think, oh my god, I, I I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. Like, but he he was upset. He was really upset because he has he has had he hasn't had the best of times with with injuries. No, and he's he was getting into a really good flow, and and I tell you what, he he was. He looked like he was going to become a menace to most teams, yeah. and then all of a sudden that happened, and I felt really sorry for him because you know I I get I get along with Kieran, and you know the way 
the way we were speaking and and uh, you know I I took him back to to the to the uh, stadium whilst everyone else was training I took him back in my car and the way he was just talking he was like I think it's just done I think he, he was really upset about it and I was yeah. I was just really, really I felt sorry for him really it is it's a horrible situation because as as in uh, as everybody knows professional sportsmen the worst time. Uh, is when you're injured and you're sort of like, you know, you, you can't do the training, you don't have the banter with your teammates, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he was, he, he'd had a bit of a, he'd had a great start and then a bit of a quiet period. But I, I say quiet period, but he, he was, he may not have been tucking the chances away, but he was still doing the hard yards. And I know like he hit the post at Lincoln when he maybe should have gone in and he obviously hit the bar for his, at, uh, where did he hit the bar? Cheltenham, near enough. Cheltenham, near enough. Yeah, I was Forest Green. Yeah, so you know, um, it, basically, he'd done the hard yards, and it was starting to pay off because um, we, you know, Derek has changed and he's changed the system slightly, put two up front, uh, and obviously Kieran was the one sort of like going far, and Cole was coming towards the ball, and blah blah blah. And it's just a, it's just a for a young lad, it's got to be dispiriting that Joel, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think, like you say, he was really hitting some form and the goals were coming but his old and and kind of tying in with that his all round game was just hitting a hitting a really good level I thought you know like you say when he's playing alongside Cole he's that person dropping linking play but also kind of peeling off to running behind and doing all that kind of stuff then the next game it's Cheltenham he's playing with Caleb as a partner up front and that's just, and then he changes his role slightly differently maybe taking a look on a little bit more responsibility as a kind of main centre forward doing that more kind of you know lead the line kind of play while Caleb does the buzzing in, in, in behind and he's done both jobs really well I thought especially for such a young forward his all round kind of game like he could obviously he's not quite Carl Soxon at pinning people but he could he could get stuck in with you know some big centre backs in this division and give him a bit a good bit of a tussle and get, bring the ball down bring others into play like you said running behind decent fin- good finisher so like yeah it, it's a real shame you know it must be a, a right not to his confidence but he's proven a lot in this half season with us and I, I, I'm, I'm sure that everybody at Huddersfield will see what he's done and be impressed by him and hopefully whatever happens next season he'll be able to kick on and I think it is a shame because we were he was just starting to get that confidence that comes from scoring a few goals and having a good run of form and that was epitomised in that overhead kick wasn't it which that was, was quite- absolutely fantastic Fantastic, but the keeper did well. Credit to the keeper because it was a good save. But that was a fantastic overhead kick, and that uh, actually for us that was pretty good because it actually, even though we were last on uh, the ITV highlights, even though it was there was only League One and League Two, we were still last on. They're, they're marvellous at doing that, aren't they? But uh, we they actually did show the overhead kick and the save from the keeper, which made a change, John. Yeah, and I think like like you say, you can see. I think what they always say about like one going in off your ass, but. It was trickled in off his knee after some bizarre defending from Cheltenham. Uh, sorry, not Cheltenham. Sorry, Burton. Burton that yeah. was the, that. That's that's the goal that's kind of kicked up that little kind of spurt of form around now. And you know, yeah. it's got it's gone off his knee, and and then in the second half, he's gone in behind and just poked a really nicely weighted lob past Garrett. So you know, he had he quite clearly had that little bit of confidence in his performances on the up. So yeah, it's a real shame to lose him at this point. But like you say, you know, the 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 overrated kick it does show that you've got a bit of a panache about him and confidence about you at that certain time. But to, to, to try it and he pulled it off as well. I don't. It didn't look like a shinning. 
And sometimes it can be a bit of a shin overhead kicks, but looked like he caught that one nicely too. You fancy an overhead kick, Connor? Oh, I'd, I'd smash into a million pieces if I'd done that. <laughs> <laughs> I admire your honesty. But anyway, the, the point being is that obviously uh, Kieran's bad luck and him returning to Uddersfield uh, is an opportunity for somebody else. And, and uh, Greg and, and Derek between them have... have uh, Managed to organise um, the, the the second coming of, of Mickey Mellon. When I read it first, I didn't see the picture, and I thought Mickey Mellon, he's got to be fifty. And then I realised it's his son. <laughs> I was like, "Oops!" Um, but um, uh, what, what's he look like in training, then, Connor? Any good? Yeah, so he, first time I've seen him train today, and um, he's a quiet lad, but he's he's I think he's about six foot, and he's but he looks like he's. He's got a proper baby face on him, and <laughs> but I tell you what, he's um, he looks technically really good on the ball. He he his um, positioning is really good as well, and, and I tell you what, he scored a couple as well that we watched, and I was thinking he can find the back of the net. So to be honest, you know, he, I think you know, even though Kieran's left, and it's a it's a shame, like you say, it's an opportunity for a young a young lad who's trying to make his way into football so he, hopefully he can um, grasp his uh, chance so what's his nickname Honeydew <sighs> we haven't he hasn't got a nickname yet I'll, I'll find, we'll find a nickname for him but right, <laughs> he has to speak more than two words at the moment he hasn't spoken yeah he's, he's a bit shy at the moment but we'll We'll bring him out of this show, I think. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you not have a, some sort of initiation? The uh, uh, past, past regimes have always had, like, uh, popping your head out of a dustbin and doing a song or something like that. <laughs> not have anything like that? <laughs> no, you know, you know what? We, we actually haven't. We haven't had any initiations. Uh, I don't think the gaffer really enjoys the initiations. But, but we're, uh, it's not down to him. It's down to you, your club captain. Listen, <laughs> listen. We we would, but it's normally you do it on an away game, and and they're in the in the hotel, and they've got their bloody knife as a microphone, and they're stood on the chair and stuff like that. But I'll, I'll get something sorted. I'm, I'm going to have to embarrass him somehow. <laughs> there we are. Well, yeah, yeah. When when you decided what it is, you come back and tell us what you've done. Thank you. So moving on uh, to Saturday. Um, bizarrely, we've now. <laughs> Because of circumstances, this will be the fourth home gain on the trot. Now, as we all know, we've won the other three, so uh, no, no pressure, Joel. <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, you know, I think I think what I mentioned a bit earlier on with with in Derek's interview with with the radio, but uh, it is probably the harder one out of out of the out of the three we've, out of all four we've got uh, over this past month. And obviously, we've seen Port Vale uh, when we played them on Boxing Day, and I thought. I mean, it's interesting that they didn't like blow me away as a side, but they're pretty solid. They've got a little bit of quality here and there, and you know they're tough to break down. They were, they were I thought they were very tough to break down at their place, and I think we might have edged it for about sixty minutes, which I know isn't necessarily a popular opinion among <laughs> the fan base. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think we did edge it for about sixty minutes against them at their place, and we've kicked on since that point. And I mean, it's interesting to look look back on that game because it was it was it wasn't even a month ago. That game yeah. at their place. So, and and things do feel like they've changed quite a lot. And I was kind of thinking about Derek's interview after that match, actually, in that he said he was really pleased with the performance. And I, just looking at what 
he's kind of changed from what's changed from then to to now. Like I think he's made that he's made a slight little formation tweak. That was more of a three four two one. Now it's three five two. A little bit of a change in personnel at wing back. Although I think I think part of the, what what what's helped kick on over these last few games as well is we've had wing backs who kick on a bit who kind of drive up the pitch. And I think I think Don yeah. Love does that. To be fair, uh, I think Love and Cooney both are able to do that. Now we've got Melbourne. Well, he was fit at the time. I thought Melbourne was our best player against Port Vale, I thought. And then Mayer's come in and done a really good job there. So we've got a bit more width and attack now as well. And I think Derek saw things like that. He saw Gibbo in centre midfield and obviously was was pleased with how he did. And I thought he played pretty well against Port Vale as well, Gibbo. So he's seen. it feels like he's seen kind of things in that performance. And while the result didn't turn out as we wanted it to, Ultimately, he's seen things. He's tweaked it a little bit, and we've been able to take that forward into the next few games. So, yeah, it's it's interesting how we've come on from that point. I don't know what your your perspective is on it, Connor. Um, yeah, I think from like you're saying, like from last time we played them, I tell you what's going to be a bit different is probably the pitch. Pitch, yeah, exactly. The pitch. The pitch was crap, wasn't it? I, I, honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't kick on that pitch I couldn't plant my foot every time I was planting my foot the pitch was given away and I was I just couldn't do anything on that pitch but you know pitch pitch is going to be big diff- it was going to be a bit different um, but like you say I think when we lose a game and the manager comes out and says you know what I thought we'd done really well a lot of people will, will look at that and think what is he on about we've just lost but like you say, Joel, we we battered them for a good part, big part, oh, big portion of the game. We absolutely, I think we we just we we looked in control. We had chances. Max hit the post, and then all of a sudden, ten seconds later, they scored. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it can yeah. change that. But from that game to where we are now, we've. Our last three games, we've 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 won three on the bounce, and now all that's going to do is our confidence is going to go through the roof, and that's how it feels. And we we feel like whoever comes to the Mazuma is going to have a difficult night, especially the way we're playing. And I honestly believe that it's going to be difficult for Portville to come away with anything because our confidence is that high, and that we believe that we can beat anyone. And even if you just look at the other games, like we've played Ipswich, Pompey, uh, Derby, yeah. you know, we've played really well against top teams. And I think Ipswich really have only come away with, with something that was like in the top. So it's definitely something that we, we can take take away. And I think, I think, how many games is it we're unbeat? I think it's seven or seven, seven games. Seven now, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's a that's a good record. That's seven games unbeaten at, at home is 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 extremely good. So, like you say, we we we're on the up at the moment, I, I, and I feel like we've got that momentum, and we all we have to do is 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 carry it on. Well, it, it, it's understandable you've got confidence. We've we've scored nine and conceded one in the last three home games, and that, yeah. uh, <laughs> this is a, a really strange. A strange and quirky stat is that we'd only actually—I don't know—I don't know what happens with the the uh, the toss of the coin because 
the last three home games we've kicked towards the home end in the first half. And <laughs> before those three games, those three home games, we'd scored one goal in that end, and that was against Ipswich, and that was Kieran Phillips, and that was the only goal we'd scored all bloody season in front of the home end. And I had a mate, I had a mate come and and he and he's he's get, he came against Accrington and he went, oh, it's the first time I've been this season. I said, yeah, I thought I hadn't seen you. Do you know how we've been doing? I said, well, don't expect to see much down this half <laughs> because. And then of course, what happened? What happened? Accrington, they changed. Did they change his round or did did you change his round? What happened? It was me. It was all me. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It, it, yeah. So. Aki, the the wind was blowing a little bit, but I just thought I really want to get Accrington out of the way. I really want to get this first half out of the way. I cannot be bothered second half with them blowing down here. And I and I thought, you know, what, we're going to change it. And I, and I said, and I said to the gaff, said gaff, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. If we're going to win, if we're going to win the toss, I'm changing sides. He said, right, go for it. I won the toss and I changed the sides. We won, and I thought. <coughs> Bloody hell, all right, okay. Can't change it now. So I've done it again. So we changed again. it again. And again, we've won three on the bounce. Yeah, so, and we've started, we've started scoring goals in the battle cars. Like, I, I, I just, you know what, as well, I, I always said that in the second half, I don't want the away team to be attacking their fans. I always said that. I, I always think that that is that gives them that bit of moment, like just gives them something. Because when they score, they just run to the fans like five, five yards away, and you know that they, they, yeah. they're there, you not know, at the attacking end. And I thought, let's just change it up. We're at home. We've got the we've got the upper hand. Let's change it up. So I just I I I I, I done it off my back. I done it off my own back really, and it's worked. So I can't really change it now. Well, so, I'm going to tell you, you've set yourself up now, haven't you? <laughs> I know, yeah. But there was other factors in it. Like, you, I've got to look at the wind. The wind, would I prefer to be kicking into the wind in the second half? Or would I prefer to be kicking in the wind in the first half? And there's there's other factors about it. And it seems to be working. So I'm, I won't be changing. No, no we're really. I, I think in these last few games as well, we've really gone at teams in the first half. You know, we were we were in those first opening thirty minutes against Cheltenham. We were really, really good. And we were really going at them, actually, in the entire first half. And then against Burton as well, we really had a go at them in the first half. And then obviously in Accrington, I think they had. I think they had probably the better of the first twenty minutes Accrington. But then after that, you know, we started putting together some really good attacks. So yeah, it feels like the game plan is almost kind of tied in with that. I don't know. If I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like, like you know how I say, I don't want the the team to be attacking their 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 uh, stand. The bar guards, the 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 stand where the noise comes from, and and, and, and it, you know, we're, we're that's the first our first attack is at the bar guard, and that's in like you're running towards your thousands of fans there. So yeah. and, I, and I thought. Why not? It, it could it could work, and it, it's bloody work. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. But, but I've had a few. Well, win the toss though. <laughs> well, they won the toss. They the last people they won the toss, and normally they say, "Oh, we'll have kick," and normally you say, "Oh, yeah, we'll just stick." Out. I just say, "Yeah, we're we'll swapping sides. Yeah. We're we'll swapping sides." So the last who who did we Sheldon. 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 
and they said, oh, we'll have kick. And I was like, right, we're, we're swapping sides. And we're swapping sides. <laughs> so, um, and the, and the, the, ga- the, the captain just like looked at me like, what? what? I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good system that it's it's not supposed to work like that but no. I like that the ref let you get away with it you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> like, well, well you cause heads and you've got the kick so I call tails we're swapping <laughs> yeah, I've, I had a few, I've had a few people message me on, on, on Instagram and, and, and Twitter saying why are we swapping sides and I just I couldn't say it I couldn't like tweet oh this is why so I'm glad you asked me about that. I'm, it's, it's a way off my chest. I, I can tell people what's going on. <laughs> well, see, that, that, that's why we got you on, to give you that exclusive. <laughs> so moving on from the Port Vale game, which again, we know is going to be tough, uh, but there's a really big ask coming up on Tuesday the 24th. The rearranged Ipswich Town game. We were supposed to play them actually the day we played Cheltenham a week last Saturday because they were the Ipswich were involved in the FA Cup. Uh, it's a tough place to go on a Saturday. It's a tough place to go on a Tuesday night. Um, I mean, I, I was reading an article today about uh, the, uh, I don't know if you saw it, the top 20 wage earners in League One. And Barry Bannon was top with 21 grand, 21 grand a week. But there was... Uh, I, I, I think that the article, that the, the, the site that that is based on, I think is a bit dubious. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen a tweet from Doncaster today, no, actually. 21 grand. But yeah. It, yeah. it won't be far off. <laughs> I mean, it'll be well inversed, but <laughs> I think I, I think he's not short of a few bob. But yeah, probably not. But, well, the interesting thing was there was a there was a couple of lads, couple of lads at Plymouth, and you know, as you'd expect, about four or five from Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, uh, but there was a couple from Ipswich as well, uh, and one of them being uh, ex Morecambe Leaf Davis, uh, who's obviously on loan there. So, but um, Ipswich, oh, they, they bought him. They, sorry. They bought him. Yeah, they have actually. They have bought him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bought that, him. I'm, we, we we say that obviously at the end of the day that the wage stuff is stuff that we we, we don't really know, um, and you know these sites are pretty devious. But for by all accounts, it sounds like they the, the what we do know is that they paid around around the million mark they for Lee Davis, it. and this January they paid around the million mark for Nathan Broadhead. Yeah. Now that is uh, that's two million quid and a couple of players. Uh, obviously, we don't know what our wage budget is, but it's probably not far off our entire wage budget around there. So, you know, th- that I mean, kind not, of shows I'm, what we're up against. I'm not setting us up that I'm just I'm just pointing out that we're probably going to go to Portman Road. There's probably going to be twenty thousand people there, and it's a massive ask. But given what you've just said, if we can get something at Port Vale, and like for instance, we're going there on the back of four straight wins. Then it's like, well, you might the Ipswich might be in for a bit of surprise because we gave them a game at our place when we weren't winning, Connor. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Listen, buddy, I can't really I, unless if an Ipswich fan is watching this, I'll probably get slated again. But if you remember last time, I, I said <laughs> got to be we've got to be horrible to play against, and yeah, we were, we really were horrible to play against, and they struggled. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they got the win from the penalty, didn't they? And, and we had that goal Connell, as well. Dylan, Dylan and we had that goal as well. It wasn't it wasn't an easy game. It, they, it wasn't a game where they've got they've gone off the pitch thinking that was a breeze. They've gone off the pitch thinking, oh my god, that was that was hard that. And that was early on in the season where 
we weren't really clicking and, 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 and things weren't going our way. We're scoring goals now. The confidence is up. Why, why, why we, why would we be that bothered? You know, people think we're going to lose. People already think Morecambe can't beat they switch away. So the pressure's not on us. The no. pressure's on them. The pressure's on them to produce three points. Our job now is to make sure they do not go back home with three points. And that's 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 the way it goes. And I've I, I'm I'm not really worried. They can have as many fans as they want. I'm sure we'll have a few. Well, I'm sure we'll have a few fans. I'm not saying we're going to have hundreds, but we'll have a couple. <laughs> but I'm sure you know, they'll they'll make the noise. And and you know what? They are they they clearly got a better budget than us. They've got better resources than us, and that's clearly going to be in their favour. But Ultimately, our form uh, is is one of the best forms in the, in the league right now, and we've just got to take that and 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 take the belief that it's eleven men versus another eleven men, and we've just got to beat the person who you're playing against, and yeah. that's how I always feel, and that's why I always say, really, in a huddle, in the huddle, I say, you know, listen, you've just got to beat your man. You are better than your man. We will. We will come out with a victory. We'll come out with a win. And and we've been doing it. So I'm. I'm not. I'm not too worried. I'm. I'm sure I'll get some stick off off the Herb Switch fan, but I. I'm. I'm not that bothered. So looking at that, I, I like your positivity. Um, I like to say if we if we manage to, you know, a difficult game against Portwell, if we get something <coughs> from that, then and get something from Ipswich, then really you. you you start, you're starting to, you know, you put some really good form in the form table. We'd be somewhere very, very near the top. Uh, and at this time of the season, it's it's the perfect time to do it. Um, like I said, a um, couple of things. Obviously, we've we've now got four gone out, one by accident and three deliberate. And two have, two have come in, with a third coming in today in uh, Mr Mellon. Uh, could, could be room for one more, so we're here. But uh, what's what's how's Danny Crowley done on uh, uh, in training? He is an absolute player. He's an absolute player. Um, very very nice, very nice guy. Um, fits in perfectly with 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 the lads. You know, no problems. And I tell you what, you you can see why he's he's played at a very high level. Um, and. and he is going to be very, very good for us. I, that's how I feel. Um, just the way he, he, the way he has the ball, he demands the ball off people. He demands standards off people, and that's 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 something that uh, we need in in the team as well. And yeah, he, he's he's a very, very, very good player. And you know, him and him and Jensen and and Shawzy and all that would they and Caleb they'll be be a very very good uh, midfield and it, it, he's been a good signing uh, apart from anything else because obviously at the average age uh, of the outfield players against Cheltenham was 22 uh, so yeah. he's a, he's a bit like you he's 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 not old but he's going to be one of the elder statesmen <laughs> I, I don't know. I think he's 25 yeah exactly he's 20. what, what are you 26 well, I know I look it like, but <laughs> I'm thirty. 
30 next month. So I'm getting on, but... But no, notice he, I said the outfield player average was 20. Yeah, I did say that. Listen, he's got a very... He's got his head screwed on. He's He's got an old head already. He's he's married. He's got a kid. He's settled down. He, he, he's got a... He's 25, but he's beyond his years. He's beyond his years. And... He's just about matching his haircut then. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's he's a very I'm telling you now, he is a very good player. Very good player. And like I it, and there's no disrespect to Morgan. I'm I can't believe we've got him. Yeah, the way the way he's the, the kind of player he is, it's it's I'm I'm excited and and, and the fans should be very excited about him as well. Well, I'll, I'll let you into a little secret. We spoke about him last week, and it's exactly what me and Joel said, isn't it? Before your yeah. re- you pointed out last week, Joel, tell him, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, you look at some of the he's been that he's done well. He's done all right in the championship with, with Birmingham a few years ago. I think uh, what I, I I noticed Derek tends to like to use the phrase in, in terms of like attacking players like like Crow. Like he, he kind of uses the phrase they can turn a game, which I quite yeah. like. And and Crowley just watching his highlight reel. He does seem like he kind of can just do little little, little bits of magic or kind of yeah. drag the game in his direction that he wants it to go and make things happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I think as well. You've got to have the players around you as well, especially you can't, you know. And him, like I said, him, Jensen, and Shawzy are very technical players. Mm. And you've then got Cooney on the right. You've got Adam Mayer on the left. They're bombing on. And now you've got Caleb who's, who can run in behind, and they're the kind of they're the kind of players that can feed off them. And even Jensen, if Dan has the ball, Jensen goes on that little mazy run as well. And I'm telling you, you you um, you've you've got to be excited about this kid because he, he he he's got something, and he's he's happy to be back in England. He's happy to just be playing football and you know, this album. For- from what I've seen, he's he's up there. He's 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 up there. Well, that, that's nice to hear. That is nice to hear. It's a positive one. So I want to I want to come now to a chat a little bit about you because um, I took I took notice of the the New Year's tweet uh, about you and your your martial arts, but also the one sentence saying thank you to all the staff and fans at Morecambe FC for making me fall in love with the game again. So explain explain that. Yeah, I think I think the um, I I I really did fall out of love with football when I was at Preston. Uh, I wasn't playing. I wasn't enjoying it. I was literally going in to train, going home, and I and, and yeah, I, I was to to a point. I was I was depressed I, I just didn't enjoy going to work and I didn't enjoy I wasn't a very nice person to be around because I just felt like my my uh my career was just falling apart at the time and I needed somewhere to be felt wanted again you know and and that's a big thing in football I, I always say it's a we're, we're very egotistical beings and uh, as footballers, and we want to feel loved, and we want to feel wanted by by people, by the fans, and by the club, and that's what Morecambe's done for me. 
and it's just brought out a kind of the player that I used to be, and that's and that's I couldn't and I really and you know I can't thank Morecambe enough really, and and it, it, even though I've been here for for six months or a, a little bit longer. I feel like I've been here for five years. You know, I, I feel like I've, you know, I'm part of the club already, and and the way the fans are with me, and and especially with the staff, they've they've they really have made me fall in love with the game again. And the way I and I, I'm, I hope that the way I'm playing it kind of shows the gratitude that I've I, I want to give to the uh, to the fans and and the staff. Well, it, it, the only thing I'll say is you. I, it, I don't know how many weeks running you were in team of the week because our defence was that crap. We kept conceding uh, shots from outside the box. <laughs> but obviously you're, you're in team of the week because you were making some fantastic saves. Obviously, you, you, uh, Baz, Baz, I know that you, you look up to Baz uh, as your coach. <clears throat> and I know he's done a lot for you and he does the research on the penalties and obviously he, he keeps you up to date. But that, uh, having known Baz because he's been at Morecambe sort of like, you know, since he was you know, late 20s, and he's become a Morecambe legend. Uh, the one thing that Baz always said was, keepers get better with age, and you're proving that, aren't you? Well, yeah, we're like a, we're all like a fine wine, aren't we, supposedly? <laughs> but no, the it was funny. We it, Baz is, is mainly, is a big, is a really big part of why I've, I've actually started enjoying the game again and I and I've say I, I say it in most interviews now. I I don't think we would save as many penalties or or my performances would be would have been where they were if it wasn't for Baz. And and he, he deserves so much credit. It's it's beyond belief, you know, and the way he is. I, I, I would say and I've and I've worked with with a lot of a lot of goalie coaches, and I'm, I'll, I'll easily put him up there with the top top three I've worked with, easily. And it and it doesn't really mean the the work that we do. It's the way he is, the aura he brings, the 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 calmness, the the way he he makes you think. Shit, I'm, a, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a good goalie. And and you know what? It was probably the best way to describe it was he knows how to to g me up in a to, in a way. You know, when with the Plymouth game, he he came up to me just before I was going in to get you, and he said, "Listen, these people think that Coop was the best goalkeeper in in the league. I'm telling you now, you are." And he says, "Go and prove it." And he just and it's just kind of like I was like. I'm gonna show everyone now. <laughs> you know, had that fire in the belly. Well, they had, I think they had 31 shots that day, so you were busy. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty busy, but yeah. he he's he's huge. He is he's he's instrumental to what how I've been this season, and and so is so is the you know Smithy and and Andre. They've yeah. been a, in in helping me and and making me just getting back to where I was because I was in a bit of a dark place uh, last year. It, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, it's pretty much 
it's a unique position to be in as a goalkeeper, but because you're part of a team, you still need to be getting that, getting that, if you like, getting those 90 minutes in to get you into the groove. And I, the reason I say that is because obviously you started the season as, as first choice and maybe two or three games in, obviously everybody on the stands was, we were talking about what do you think of so-and-so, what do you think of so-and-so? And a couple of people were like, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, yeah. Connors looks like he's got the makings, but he doesn't look so sure of himself doing this and that and the other. And that's changed completely now. When you stood on, when you, I'm stood on the home terraces, everybody, everybody to a man says, oh yeah, Connor, it's all right, Connor will save that. Oh yeah, don't worry. Yeah, Connor will come and get that, you know. You've convinced everybody through your performances, and that must be gratifying. Yeah, hundred percent. Just just hearing that is it, it, it just puts a smile on my face. You know, it's I I I would be the first person to say that the first couple of games I probably didn't show them what I'm about. I I, I was I haven't played for four years, so I'd, I'd like to think that he's given me a little bit of a leeway. But as soon as you start playing game after game after game you start realizing right okay i'm starting to get my distances right my kicking and and my my decisions right and it just falls into place and and thankfully you know at the moment because you know it's still got about 20 games to go uh i've 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 just seemed to have got my confidence back and and that's that's what I needed, and that's what every footballer needs. Every footballer needs confidence, and that you'll get the best out of any footballer if their confidence is through the roof. And me, like I say, me going to the bar card and, and them singing my name and, and, and clapping me, and we seem to have this thing where if I win, I, I give them a little fist pump and, and, and a cheer. They all cheer back, and we seem to have something going there, and I'm I'm just I'm loving it at the moment. At the moment, I'm I'm loving playing for Morecambe. I'm, I'm loving just just playing games and 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 doing well for the club. And it's it's lovely to watch. And it's the same with. And I say this because the home form is generally our performances, barring one or two games, have been fantastic at home, and the crowd have always appreciated that because there's been times when we've trudged off the pitch, like for instance the Sheffield Wednesday game when we competed for 70 minutes and then they scored three from set pieces and all of a sudden it it, it flattered them. But they're a good side. There was, a, but you still got clapped off the pitch, and that's the same for every single player. And that's that's the good thing about the home crowd and the fact that. As you give your all, and if you give your all, they all appreciate that, and that's that's why you're building that rapport. And that's not just you; that's the whole team. No, yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, the fans, the fans have been great over the season. You know, I think the fans realise that we ain't going to win every game. Yeah. We're not going to win every game, but as long as the boys give a hundred percent, and and we're were willing to do anything to win, they will they will appreciate it. And 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 we've realized that. And you know, even against MK Dons when we got battered 4-0, yeah. we were still getting clapped off. And I, and I, normally normally we're getting booed off at any other club. But we, we were getting clapped off and I was and I was just thinking, how, how are we getting clapped off here? You know, we've just lost 4-0 here. But we're all we're all, a, we're all as mental as you, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it just seems it just seems like that that the 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 fans seem to be really happy that we're in League One. Yeah. We're 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 when people say we're above our station. We're we're doing well, and they're happy to be there. And they're happy. We're, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of lot of including yourself, a lot of people who have watched Morecambe in the conference in lower leagues, and they've worked their way up to to League One. And enjoy the ride. This is it. This is where you just want to be, and and just enjoy it. And and that's what they're doing. So I can't fault them. Really. I, I certainly am. Uh, but there's a sort of togetherness, isn't there, though, Joel? I mean, you know, you've been watching it uh, most of your life, and there is a togetherness that that seems to pervade at the club, doesn't there? Yeah, I think looking back over the years, there is. I think, I think we have managed to pass down something of a culture of backing your players through when times get a bit hard. And I think a lot of, I think we have managed to carry on that culture of understanding like like you like you said kind of those kind of non-league routes that we've come from and, and how we've worked through the leagues and understanding our kind of financial position as well in, in, in comparison to a lot of the other teams that's surrounded by and like you say enjoy the ride and you know we're like we're not going to win every game at all and especially now we're in league one but you know we're, we're playing like you know Derby and Sheffield Wednesday which is great film and I get the odd Tonkin at the same time. We're putting up competitive performances for a lot of these games and and we can appreciate and yeah, we totally do appreciate the efforts going in. And yeah, for a long time, you know, you've you've always felt that nice affinity with players. And I think we've had we've had players come here as well in the past who've kind of had a bit of a turnaround in their in their careers. They maybe kind of like, you know, lot kind of like they were a little bit lost maybe before. I remember like when Jamie, I think Jamie Devitt, when he first came here, I think he alluded to it. He was a bit out of, a bit out of sorts with the game. Sam Lavelle more recently, you know, he was considering dropping out. You know, I think, uh, oh, just trying to think of a few others, but uh, my mind's gone blind. But you know what I mean? Yeah, so like... We, Tom Barkhouse, Tom Barkhouse, yeah. I'm playing fullback at Blackpool. <laughs> yeah, and obviously come come from the you know the messy situation at Blackpool. I mean, I mean, in fairness, actually, when he came to the club, it was actually quite a messy situation in terms of ownership yeah, as well. True, yeah. But but there was that kind of atmosphere around the club where we're able to put a bit of an arm around his shoulder and, and boost him up and give him the support to be the player that he can be. And you know, I like to think that we we do that with a lot of people, and, and it's really great to hear that it's kind of working out with Connor now. And it, it, to be honest, Connor, and I, I do say this with the greatest of respect, that performances that you've had, particularly in the last sort of two or three months, are, are getting you noticed. And if a big team comes in, there won't be one of us that goes, "Oh, well, that's just bloody typical." We go, "Yeah, good luck to you." That's that's we we appreciate that's our role as a club. That if we get somebody who's performing really well in their position, that it, they are going to further the career. We know that we're lucky to have. Jensen and Caleb and Liam Shaw and Kian Phillips, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we also appreciate that people come to us and they, like we we had obviously Greg Lee as a fullback last year who's gone on to better things. We knew that's what was going to happen if he was going to show any form at all. Somebody with more money was going to come in for him. And at your performances, if that happens to you, good luck to you, mate. Because the simple fact is, you reap what you sow, don't you? It's a short career. Yeah, I mean. It's a it's a it's a weird one where you 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 enjoy your football that much if someone comes in 
is it the right one or is it the, you know the money right but like you say it is a short career and and you've got I've got a family to to look after and stuff like that but by by all means I'm, I'm not looking anywhere else at this moment in time I'm I'm looking I'm looking at Port Vale on, on on Saturday that's what I'm looking at I'm not really looking searching for anything else so you know I, I know that my my performances have, have, have they are they've been all they've been all right at the moment and I know I know there's people looking at me and watching but we're not actively doing anything we, we're just I'm just enjoying my my time here and, and like you said like I said to you and I think it, I think it just shows to you to you both that I am enjoying my time here I'm, I'm really enjoying it and and that I don't think that's really going to change over the course of uh, the next few months so I'm, I'm just like I'm enjoying the ride as well as you lot so uh, I'm just going to uh, carry on working hard and you know if anything comes along I've, I've, I've got to uh, have a sit down and have a chat with uh, pretty, pretty much we we we, under, we understand that obviously if opportunities come along, but we'd still we you know we'd still slag you off on the podcast because you, you you're right. our favourite guest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect anything else to be honest. So, <laughs> you, remember when, you remember when Connor came in with that stupid haircut, Joel? <laughs> go, on, go, on, go on, just before we finish off and go about the trust stuff. What what's the haircut about? Tell us. Yeah, so so I've. I um I have a friend uh, who plays for Bristol Bristol Rovers, Nick Anderson. He he got diagnosed with uh, cancer, um, and we've the the Bristol few that well, it's been noted that uh, Bristol lads have got their hair shaved. Um, me and Joe Lumley, the the red and gold keeper, we're good friends with with Nick, and we decided to shave our heads off and. And just to show a bit of solidarity with him, just just to say that you know we're, we're thinking about him, that we love him a lot as well, and he's going through a lot at the moment. He's he's just had a a baby boy. Uh, he was he was born last week, and he's got a little girl as well. And and cancer's a horrible thing. And you know I've I've had a few family members who have died because of cancer, and um, it's not nice. So I just wanted to get it done and even though I, I I enjoy my hair and I, I enjoy the, the quiff and, and everything else but it's not that it's it's just to show that you know that we're we're thinking about him and that it, it is for, for Nick and you know there's a go for there's a go for me page that for Nick because you know he, he ain't a Premier League player he hasn't got he hasn't got millions in the bank and he's got a, he's got a family and, and wife and kids to provide for. So, if anyone who's listening, if they can, I'll try and post it on my social media, and and hopefully, if people can even donate a pound or anything, just anything to to help him in this in this time, and uh, we, we would really appreciate it. Well, it's a really noble gesture, and it's a great cause. And the good news for you is that yours will grow back. My excuse is, uh, <laughs> I'm just old. Well, to be honest. When they when they cut it, I can see the wind backs have bombed on a little bit more than I than I really. So, hey, you've got a long way. You've got a long way to go. Yours are on the bench. Mine's just bombing down the wing. But then again, you're half you're half my age, so there you go. That's the way it is. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I I gave up on mine a long time ago. 
My my missus cuts mine. I spend we spend more on the dog's haircuts than they do on mine. <laughs> yeah. Um right, right, finish off. Uh, yeah, I don't think you've got any trust business because you said there was nothing really to talk about, Dole. <laughs> no, that was a my memory memory just being terrible. No, we had a meeting last night actually. We we went over quite a lot. Uh we've what's nice is we, we had a little bit of feedback about actually while while Connor's here, it's actually worth mentioning bit of feedback about the, the Christmas party that was spoken about uh, when the players came along and they were fantastic with the kids. I, w- I wasn't obviously, but they, they were fantastic with the kids. All the members of the trust were really happy. Ben Sadler was really happy with how it went. And it sounded like it was, yeah, a, a really nice thing to do. I think <clears throat> there were some kind of like little dances that were going on and stuff and the players were joining in. I think the kids are having a great time. And yeah, it sounded like it, re- it, it went really well. So uh, that was a big success. Uh Obviously, we've got the quiz night on the 18th. That will be taking place after the uh, after the Peterborough game, and uh, so come along to that. That'll be really good. Hopefully, we'll have some nice raffle prizes to uh, auction off. We've managed to come across some shirts that might go down well. They might be raffled off there. They might go to an auction at some point. We're kind of working out our best to deal with those, and we're also just in general. We'll, there'll be a few more uh, nights on over the next few months. I, I won't say anything yet because. They're in different stages of organisation, but we should have something on around Easter, something maybe towards the end of the season as well. So, yeah, there's plenty of stuff going on. So hopefully we'll be able to update you more as they all kind of get confirmed and organised. So this has been uh, Shrimp Net. I don't know what number now. What, are we on a 2021? Something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. And uh, it just goes to show you that that um, if you get the right guest, we don't need anybody from the board, despite the fact that they'll be listening to this. But when you get Connor on, time flies. That's we've done. We've done uh, an hour there without wow, even yeah. breaking sweat. It's easy, <laughs> isn't it, Connor? Is it? Mind you saying that we've had twenty minutes on you lifting Alfie May up, so that we can't talk about that every time, can we? But there you go, <laughs> Connor. Good luck on Saturday. Um, hopefully, keep the run going. It'd be lovely to speak to you again later in the season when you won probably the Player of the Month award again, and you know, Shop Worker of the Month, and whatever else you're in for. <laughs> Haircut <laughs> of the year, probably. I don't know. <laughs> at the rate you're getting awards at the moment, there's about to be something. But thanks for coming on. Much appreciated. Joel, brilliant as always. Um, this has been Shrimpnet. Uh, join us again next week when we're going to talk about um I'm not tempting fate this week. I'm going to say we're going to talk about Port Vale and Ipswich positively. Thanks for listening.